Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday. Hope you're having a marvellous time wherever you are in WA and Paul, I know you and I are because the footy is back. Two down, seven to go. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, well done to the broadcasters. I thought uh, they did everything they could to make uh, the games as exciting as possible. Well done to the players and the solidarity that they showed with the cause of Black Lives Matter. I think that's fantastic across the AFL competition. But uh, I want to get straight into this, though, Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, it is, of course, the dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig. Inquiry now, Paul, Paul, Paul. Why have you decided that you want to go straight into the dig today? I want to have a go at the AFL and the contradiction that is out there right now with the AFL COVID-19 protocols. Now, these were put in place going back probably a month ago that there was really strict quarantine measures around all of the AFL clubs. We've had the news of Ollie Wines and Brandon Zerk Thatcher for breaching those protocols. Also, Benji Marshall in the NRL for kissing a... Journalist, But the contradiction is, then you've got a lot of the West Coast Eagles and Fremantle Dockers players on the Gold Coast. They're out hiring cars, they're going for walks, they're going down to the coffee shop, and you've got these other players that really have only invited people around to their houses. They're probably still obeying by the social distancing rules. It just does not make any sense to me that they have obviously been given a penalty. And then you have, a couple of weeks ago... Jordan Degoey, now, he drove without a licence. That is a big, big misdemeanour in my world. If you do that, you put so many people at risk, you're breaking the law, yet he was available to play football (laughs) on Thursday night, would you believe, against Richmond. Now, how does that work, where you've got people breaking protocols for inviting people to their house in a COVID-19 world where, let's be honest, a lot has changed in the last four weeks since these protocols were put in place. It's ridiculous, Steve. Uh, look, some contradictions there, but uh, now we also need to look at uh, the big news to come out of WA this week is that there will be a hub, Hayes, in Western Australia. Carl Langdon has been uh, strong in the fact that it won't be, but a lot of media outlets earlier in the week ran with the fact it will be a hub in Western Australia. What it looks like exactly when it is uh, is up for debate right now, but I think the AFL just need to come out, and this is my dig, and, and say what's happening. Now, I know why they haven't. I know why they haven't. It's because those conversations are still ongoing with government authorities, health authorities, things of that nature, and that's understandable. I get that. But why can't the AFL just turn around and say, yep, we're, we're, in, we're in conversation at the moment. What we're trying to achieve is X, Y, Z. It might not look exactly like that, but this is what we're thinking at this stage. And that's what they did really, really well throughout 
uh, the the COVID nineteen crisis was. We'll have a decision on this date. What's the matter with saying on Tuesday we'll have a we'll have a direct result, or on Thursday, or next week, or whatever the case is? I don't think there's a problem with that. I think the AFL needs to come out and tell the players more than anything what it's going to be for the the Port Adelaide, Adelaide West Coast, and Fremantle players. If it's going to be ten weeks and then they come back for eight weeks straight at home, that's fine. But tell them that now or as soon as you can, or say at the moment, the idea is you do six weeks up there instead of four, because at the moment there's a whole heap of players and then subsequently wives, girlfriends, family members, children who don't know when they're going to be seeing them again. I'm going to take that further and I'm going to line up the Western Australian State Government, Mark McGowan in particular. I think it's time that he needs to allow AFL clubs to fly in and fly out. that They can come in and be quarantined for one day. This idea that they can come in and play football whilst they're in quarantine for 14 days does not make sense to me. If they can do that, why can't they come in, quarantine, play a game of footy for one day and then get the hell out of here? That makes sense to me. This has become political. It's not about health uh, guidelines. We've seen that with all the protests in each state and territory across the last couple of weeks. Health guidelines have gone out the window. They need to be strong and better, and they need to make an exemption for the AFL clubs. I've had enough of it. It's not for the right reasons now. It's purely political, and ego is involved. Beaver, when ego gets involved, that's a bad place to be. Well, before you dig the essential first step, that was the dig. And coming up next, uh, Colin Young. Some great news, fantastic news earlier in the week. In fact, uh, one of the players that he represents, Harley Bunnell, uh, was told that he will be playing for the Melbourne Demons this weekend. We'll hear from Colin Young next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday. Hope you're enjoying it wherever you are in Western Australia. Earlier in the week, it was big news for a former Docker. Harley Bennell was given the news that he will be playing this weekend for the Melbourne Demons after a horror run of injury at the Fremantle Dockers. Carl Langdon and our very own Paul Hazelby were lucky enough to catch up with his manager, Colin Young, earlier this week. Nice to have Colin Young on the program, AFL player, manager of Harley Bunnell. Mate, he's got a game of footy. Can you believe it? Uh, it's been a long time coming, uh, Carlin Hayes. Um, it's been outstanding news today uh, for Harley, and uh, he's worked extremely hard to get to be in this position. So, look, it's just an outstanding result. Couldn't be more happy and the club. You could tell how much it meant to him and what he's been through when it was announced by Simon Goodwin. He was in tears. His teammates all celebrated with him. He's been to hell and back, hasn't he? Look, he has. And, look, of course, there's a lot of doubters. Um, I was actually speaking to Mark Redding today, one of your guys, and he thought he'd never get back to play one game. So it's good that he's, you know, and a lot of pressure from outside the media and everyone else, he'll never get up. So he just kept his head, head down and bum up and... Uh, Trained through all the, the periods through Christmas. And, yeah, so it's, it was a great result, as I said to you. I've been talking to Harley the last couple of days uh, consistently, and it was great to hear him you know, call me this morning to say he was in. You've managed a lot of players, Young. How important do you think it is for players that go through a lot of injuries like Harley has to actually go through the work and at least get back? Whatever happens from this period of time that he can say he did everything, he, he found a solution for a period of time to get back, particularly with their mental health going forward. Now, one of one of the, the good things about Harley that he's really honest with where his body's at, and if you ask him a question on you know how far away do you think he will you know he'll be back before he's playing all that, he's very honest, and um, he was good with me from day one, thinking look we won't walk away, I can get back, I know I can play, and then you know gave me the opportunity to um, you know when he was basically delisted from Fremantle to to get on board the phone and, and do a bit of homework with what. Um, what uh, good medical advice we could get out there to get him on the track. 
but he's been good. Look, he's a bit different. Every player is different, obviously, with different injuries. Uh, I've never had a player who had as bad as Cards as Harley. Um, but, yeah, look, just having been around for 18 to 30 years working at Clubland and as a manager, you sort of get to know the right people to go to at the right times. And we're very fortunate that we've got a hold of Peter Stanton um, from Geelong and it's all worked out really well. A lot of people today said that it's such a Fremantle thing to happen that they spent four years, they couldn't get him right. He played two games. Do you think they made any mistakes with their program? You mentioned the surgeon that, that obviously made the big difference. They did search far and wide for an answer, but clearly their program didn't suit Harley for particular stages. That's, look, they, they did everything they possibly could to get him up and about. Um, I just felt, as did Harley, that possibly the rehab wasn't the right thing for him at the club. And when he did his car for last time and was sort of showed the program, he just said, look, if we do the same thing we've been doing for the last three or four years, we're probably going to get the same result. So it's probably best to look, look elsewhere. And one of the key areas, like Harley, you know, Harley had three or four clubs chasing him uh, once he had left Fremantle. And I guess after the initial meeting with, with Goody and, and more importantly, the high-performance manager, Darren Burgess, it hardly reckons once he spent a couple of hours with Darren and the way he spoke about how he'd get him back on the track and what, how he examined where he'd been and where he was going to, he said it was a no-brainer that Melbourne was the club for him and it's worked out well. More of Carlin Hayes' chat with Colin Young coming up next on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, part two of Colin Young AFL Player Manager's chat with Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby from earlier this week. When it comes to your uh, clients, and you've got many of them spread around the country, how's it been, given that you have been shut down like many in your home state? We um, we sort of get on... Andrew, as you know, McDougall works with me. So we got out on bird. We sort of start November, December. We fly around every four weeks and meet with our clients. Um, obviously, we have accountability, accountable to what we're uh, working through with your boots, runners, you know, buying houses, cars, etc. So we've got a fair bit of work done before COVID hit. And then, um, fortunately, a lot of the players, Western Australians, flew home during this period. And, and at certain stages, we were able to walk around and have a coffee with them and do a bit of work in, in WA. And then, of course, before they left, we got to have a quick chat to them as well. So we sort of put some goals in place uh, with all our players uh, while they were here and also before it hit um, when we were travelling in the state. So it hasn't been too bad. We've probably got about 30 up on the Gold Coast. So... If you guys can get the Premier to drop the borders, then you might be able to get up there and do a bit of work. <laughs> and, and and look, mate, I, I yeah, it's obviously something that we've been trying to do for a little while, uh, Cole, and at least uh, it looks like that we might uh, at least at some point in the future have a hub here in Western Australia. How important is it, do you feel, to not have our two West Australian teams and from the players that you have inside West Coast and Frio uh, not be away from home for too long? At the moment, it's four rounds. It possibly could be up to six. Look, it's uh, it's been a really um, roller coaster ride over the last you know during this period. But just recently, you know, when you know you have certain CEOs from clubs saying, "Oh, they could be up there for 17 to 18 weeks," and that sparks about 20, 30 phone calls through to you about well, we're only going up there for four, aren't we, Cole? Um, but I've had some good dialogue with the AFL and the AFLPA over the last couple of weeks regarding the fairness to the hubs and. If everything goes to plan with the AFL and the AFLPA, I feel that the West Coast boys will probably be home in four weeks and they might get quite a few games at home in a row. And then with a bit of luck, if the, you know, the borders do go down you know, around mid-July, then you'll find it the fly-in, fly-out process. But 
Um, it's a bit of an unevenness about why the Western Australians and the Adelaide clubs go up there and the Victorian clubs, all that sort of stuff. But I feel that having spoken to the AFL and the AFLPA, that they'll try and even the competition out over the 17 to 18 games, whatever they play um, during the remaining of the season. So um, I feel comfortable at the moment and hopefully the plan is in, that's in place will we'll go to plan. I do as well. What can you tell us about the potential cuts in list sizes next year? No doubt the player managers are fighting very hard for their players, but do you expect any movement on this? Well, we, when, when you know the virus hit, it gave the opportunity for Andrew and I to make a lot more calls you know, daily to clubs to get an idea where they were sitting uh, structurally with the numbers. After about a week of speaking to you know, the footy managers and list managers, we felt it was probably impossible for them to do it because the Gold Coast have 41 players uh, contracted for next year and there's a few other clubs around the high 30s. So to cut their list too much, well, it, it could be a bit of trouble there going forward. So we felt that um, that there probably wouldn't be any movement from what we were hearing, and even though they might try the AFL until the, maybe the following year or two. So we think the list, you know, if, if, if it was... Announced today, we feel that they're talking about a list of 40, uh, which includes rookies, which is not really that going to hurt the clubs that much, I don't think. So I think hopefully going forward, that is that is the case. They do trim list at 40. Um, I don't think it's going to be anywhere, you know, what they're saying around the low 30s. So in saying that, a lot of clubs have done a lot of work on their lists and their numbers going forward. So I'm expecting that you guys will have a lot of fun around trade period. That was Colin Young. Thanks to our very own Hayes and Carl Langdon from earlier in the week. Plenty still to come here, including Off the Record, coming up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Off the Record throwback time. Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. This is pre-recorded, by the way. Fellow was he, Thanasi Kokonakis. Off the record for Choices Flooring. The floors for living sale is on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. Yes, the Choices Flooring, inspiring Choices Magazine Innovation Edition. It is out now. Hayes, uh, a short edition of Off the Record this week, but there was a couple of things I wanted to get. You were involved in one of them. What? You weren't the one making the I mistake. I made a mistake. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but you did make a mistake. It wasn't in this piece of audio that we're about to play. It was referred to, though, because Carl Langdon, um, our good friend, of course, had a, a few issues just uh, saying a few quick words about Kia. Kia's end of financial year demo sale is on right now with drive-away deals. Oh, <laughs> Three, two, one. Kia's end of financial year demo sale is on right now with great drive-away deals on Kia demo. <laughs> I was Gonski. terrible before too. Kia's, <laughs> Kia's, stop. Kia's end of financial year demo sale. That was the first honest thing you've ever said on the this program. Twister. The it tongue is, twister. The tongue twister. I did struggle with that uh, credit as well, but such an important partner, Kia, no doubt about yes, that. Yes, they absolutely are. And Carl Langdon are just having, uh, and he's pretty good usually, it should be said as well, but not his best moment there. Now, uh, NRL Nation, uh, last week, of course, the NRL back in action. Do you know what a pirouette is? Yes, it's a spin move. And do you know what a silhouette is? Silhouette, yeah, it's like a shadow or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Jimmy Smith didn't quite understand that. Now Copley's got a bit of space. Can't get away from the seven. Good defensive work. Oh, Brian Kelly! 
does a silhouette and scores. Oh, he scored, though. He scored <laughs> after that silhouette. you got to watch it. You don't want to be chasing shadows when you're playing sport, do you, Hayes? That's the big issue. Uh, of course, that was off the record for Choices. Flooring, Inspiring Choices Magazine Innovation Edition is out now. You can order your free copy, choicesflooring.com.au. Now, before we go, we're going to get our tips. We've got something to tip on this week, Hayes. We certainly do, and it's not far away. The big game against the Brisbane Lions against the Dockers. Now, host Brisbane. of big names back for Brisbane. the Fremantle Dockers. Look, I'm giving them a chance, the nah, Dockers. Brisbane. Their form's pretty good going pre Based on a loss in round one. A loss in round one away from home against the Bombers, who, you know, a pretty good team themselves. They beat the Eagles in the preseason, mm. beat Carlton, smashed Carlton in the preseason. So that's all you can judge with Justin Longmuir so far. So I give them a real chance. Uh, I think they'll take me. the Lions a long way. Carlton against Melbourne. I think Melbourne, some good stories here with Harley Bunnell and Luke Jackson and Trent Rivers for Melbourne. Who are you going for there? I'll go for the Demons just because I, I think when the, the Demons are up and about, they're a bit funner to watch. I I think so too. Port Adelaide taking on the Crows. Port Adelaide for me, Power. I think for you as well. The West Coast Eagles will smash the Suns up whoa, there whoa, at Metricons. Yeah, no, they will. I'm just uh, being devil's advocate here. Settle down, Beaver. The Giants taking on North Melbourne. I think the Giants, they're going to be very difficult to I, beat this year. Just Callum quick, Ward back as well. Just quickly, what what are you thinking about North? I find them so hard to get a read on. Always have. They're always a really have. difficult team and they always probably do better than I think they're going to do. Even in the years they made the prelims in the middle of the mm. decade, I still had no idea how they made it all the way to the prelim, but GW for me as well. Sydney Swans taking on the Bombers. I think the Bombers can go two and zip. We know the Sydney Swans have some injury concerns. Where are their goals going to come from? Bombers for me. Yeah, I think the goal kicking is going to be an issue for the Swans, but I'll stick with Sydney up there. And I'm fascinated with the last game of the round. St Kilda taking on the Western Bulldogs, who were horrible in round one. The Saints let one slip against North Melbourne. They've got every player available, would you believe, the St Kilda <laughs> Football Club. That puts them in a good position. I'm still going to go with the Bulldogs, who have made a few changes to their team after they were horrible. But to the loser here, Beef, you'd have to say it's curtains for their seasons. I know it's really early, but we're looking at 17 games. You go 0-2 and two and both teams have big games coming up. And it's likely that both teams will be coming over to the WA Hub uh, having not played either Western Australia team at this stage, especially if that's the case. I'd agree with you, Hayes. I think, I think the Bulldogs are the better team, but uh, I don't know what St Kilda's going to dish up, especially with their full list. Aaron Norton, an injury cloud over him. Uh, a few other players that will potentially be missing for the Bulldogs as well. So I think the Bulldogs will get up, but won't be by a big margin. And I'm tipping that footy and life is the winner out of the weekend. So enjoy it. Hope you're having a great time with your family. And oh, it's going to be a good day today with two big games coming up. The Fremantle Dockers taking on Brisbane and the West Coast Eagles later tonight against the Gold Coast Suns. Looking forward to that. That is Off the Bench for another week. Paul Hazelby, thank you for your contributions and we'll catch you again next Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.